This is Live or Die, and I am here to tell you what I have witnessed. I have searched across the galaxies far and wide, but only four guys can describe what needs to be heard. I am witnessing the rebirth of what is known as four guys in a comic. Rejoice, as they will share the mightiest of thoughts in what many will come to know as a new beginning of hope for the podcast world. Without further ado, let me introduce you to the four fascinating fanatics of folklore, Red, Rusty, Nova, and Tap. All right, so today we have brought in a very special return guest, Matt Nelson from CGC Comics. How's it going, Matt? That's going great. How are you guys doing? Oh, doing wonderful. Thank you. Yes. So excited about these changes CGC's having coming down. Yes, yes, very exciting. Yes, things have been in the works for a very long time. So how long have you guys been working on this? So the New Holders uh, was a project that we've been working on for nearly three years. Uh, It started, um, well, gosh, uh, way back with basically just a a seed of an idea. You know, I'd always wanted to make a better holder. I've been, you know, having that idea in my head for years, uh, even before I got to CGC. And uh, so once I was here, um, the opportunity was there for me to, to, to put that into place. And, but obviously the, uh, the initial challenge was to change it in such a dramatic way uh, and to make it work. And the focus was to alter the, uh, the interior well, which I felt was uh, a, a component of the holder that uh, had the, uh, the best opportunity for, uh, for evolving. And so uh, the, the challenge was to get rid of the inner well, but yet still secure the book. And so the initial idea was to, to secure together in a, a similar fashion of uh, a fortress, uh, which is a uh, container that was uh, sold back in the 90s by a guy named Chris Pedrin, uh, who also was the uh, he was a big dealer and uh, dealt me at the Big Five DC War Books. So he created, created this, uh, this holder. It's called a fortress, and it was essentially uh, two parts, a top and a bottom, with these um, gaskets in between and tighten them down with screws. And it was a very cool idea and uh, lasted for a few years and it kind of went away. And so the idea was kind of there and the seed started there where it was okay. The idea of basically applying pressure to hold the book in place was, was, was coming from that. And, uh, but, but I knew that I wanted to put it between something that was very archival and like Chris's uh, fortress, he, he used uh, Milo sheets that were in contact with the book so obviously, you know, how to secure the book in the holder in a similar fashion was the challenge because we couldn't use screws, we couldn't use, you know, the glue, you know, there's a lot of things that either were not just going to work technically or were not safe for the book. And so the initial idea was to um, design something to hold it together inside the outer well of the holder. And again, one of the challenges there was that the... Uh, the, uh, the weight, uh, the, just the, the amount of material that was going to be used was going to be too costly and the weight was going to be too high. And so during the first six months of this idea of forming, uh, that, was, that was the main component. That was the biggest hurdle to get over. And, uh, and so eventually it was an aha moment, you know, like these things always happen, where uh, I realized that instead of having a, an individual thing inside the outer well to hold the book in place, why not use the outer well itself? And so that was the breakthrough. So once, once the idea, once that idea uh, got into my head, then it was just it, a lot of things kind of fell into place after that. So, it, but it was a radical idea because the outer well really never served much of a purpose except to just kind of protect the pack on the inside and provide that, that strong outer holder. Uh, initially, I think the, the, the concept of the book being so close to the outer well 
raised some concerns in my mind and other people's minds about you know the safety of the book. And so from there, uh, the idea was to simply just try and strengthen the outer well to protect the book inside and also how to apply the pressure just right to hold the book in place. And so the, um, but from there it was easy. So once we were over the hump to sign that, then it was just a matter of designing the outer well to where it could hold the book in place uh, between two sheets of mylar. So, um, you know, we, we currently sonically, or we used to sonically seal the holders together in the old design. And that was, uh, we carried that idea over, and which was perfect because that was the, the thing, the force that would hold the case together. We didn't need screws. We didn't glue or anything like that. And it provided enough strength. And so simply by strengthening the outer holder, making it thicker, more durable, not only was it strong enough to hold the book in place, but it also added uh, rigidity and strength to the outer well, uh, the outer holder to uh, to help prevent uh, cracking, chipping, uh, you know, things of that nature. So it kind of solved two problems at once. And uh, yeah, so once uh, once we started figuring that out, we we developed uh, prototypes. And uh, over the next year, and you know, designing a holder is my first time I've ever done this. So in hindsight, I really appreciate all of the thought and effort, energy that goes into. Uh, designing these prototypes and all the steps that are involved to, uh, to, to make it perfect. And so there was a lot of um, uh, uh, realizations along the way, some dead ends, but also along the way were you know, other ideas developed that also improved the holder, such as placing the label on a platform uh, to keep it from uh, bending in the holder, uh, placing the, the top label inside the holder to prevent the, the sticker from peeling off like it did on the old holders. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there was also the side effects, or the, the, the good side effects of using Mylar, which was its archival nature, uh, name brand recognition in the hobby, but also it provided clarity, which was another factor that's always hindered all of the holders in the industry that are used by third-party grading. Uh, and so because the Mylar is so clear and the outer holder is so clear, the books now appear as so much more so much more visible and pretty looking to the collectors who, who are holding the books in the new holders. No, agreed. I mean, you know, the, the clarity is a lot better. I mean, I'm holding the your new holder in my hand and I'm comparing it to uh, the other, uh, the older one. And the clarity, like I say, no, the clarity definitely is much better. But one thing I do notice that I really like about it is if you hold them up on the, its ends, you can actually see the pages of the book um, through the new holders. Right. Yes. Another benefit. Yeah. And so we had we used to have frosting on the corners, mm-hmm. which impaired the uh, the ability to see the sides of the book. So uh, one of the that was one of the things along the way uh, that we realized we need to drop this. Uh, because the, the point here is to see as much of the book as possible, as clear as possible. So, yeah, that was another benefit. No, it was. And speaking of the benefits, you know, we are talking about the Mylar sheets. Now, now I understand that uh, the sheets are endorsed by the Library of Congress for the preservation of the paper? Right, yes. Mylar is, is a name brand that, um, that has, as for decades, has been the preferred material used, I guess, to place valuable items in because of the, the, uh, the qualities of the material used. It's uh, you know, it's obviously free of any impurities, and it's been tested uh, and, and proven that it's the safest thing that's that uh, to come in contact with paper. So, you know, the hobby has um, adopted Mylar for for decades, and uh, and and so yeah, that was the best part about the Mylar was not only was it safe, but uh, instantly recognizable, instant credibility in the hobby, and there was no question as to you know what was touching the book now going forward. Uh, one of the questions I have, I guess, is you, you guys are going to start grading all of your books in the new holders going forward, correct? Yes, all uh, almost all of them. Yeah, there are 
still going to be a few books that might be too big, too wide for the for the new holders. And the, the new holder is actually the same size as the old holder in terms of its dimensions. So the width of the new holder is being the same size. You know, we, we have obviously we expanded the interior as as much as we could to to be able to encapsulate the biggest books we could. But there are times where uh, some books due to usually due to like uh, defects, spine rolls. You know, you get some books, particularly golden age books, that have massive spine rolls, and so that obviously increases the width of the book sometimes dramatically, depending on how big the spine roll is. And inevitably, those books can be possibly too wide to fit in these holders. Um, luckily, uh, by using CCS, uh, our sister company who uh, presses comics, we can correct those spine rolls and actually get those books to fit into the holders. So that's actually an option for a lot of those books. Uh, beyond that, there are um, you know a handful of books uh, that have come out over the past 75 years that were printed just very large, that have traditionally gone to large magazine holders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we're going to see uh, what ends up uh, not making it, but we expect that the vast majority, 99% of these books, should fit in these holders. Um, we also encapsulate magazines, and uh, we, we are planning at some point in the future to design a holder similar to, to Encase Magazine. So uh, any books that are that size, uh, comic books in particular, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 1, uh, that typically uh, are closer to a magazine size, we'll have to uh, keep uh, being encapsulated in the uh, in the magazine holders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, I and, just wanted oh, to say... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to also make a point earlier about the um, the pressure on the book. Uh, this is something that I think a lot of people are going to wonder about uh, as time goes on, is what how much pressure is being applied to the book. Um, I brought up the fortresses before, and I'd mentioned how they were tightened down with screws. So uh, one of the downsides with the fortress, I think, was there was always a concern about there being too much pressure applied, because obviously with screws you could do that. Um, but the pressure that's being applied to these books in the, in the holders, the new holders, is about the same as if you take two hands and, and hold a book in a miler and you just press both hands together to hold that between your hands, and that's about the equivalent of the, the pressure that's being applied to the holder. So very little, very little amount of pressure, just enough to hold it in place, and certainly not enough pressure to cause any damage or crushing or anything. Um, it, it's, it's, it's similar between, uh, uh, similar to a book being in a miler inside a box stuffed with other books and milers, uh, you know, somewhere between that and, and then obviously a fortress. But definitely uh, the pressure is, is safe in terms of, uh, of pushing on the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I wanted to say I, I really like the new design. It's very simple and elegant. But um, there's another thing. It has nothing to do with the holder, but I really love what you guys are doing with uh, Valiant Comics and the CGC cover, variant covers they've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really enjoyed looking at those. And I know the Holder Red God had a sort of a promo page in there for that. Is, is this for the, the covers that, are to, that we're slabbing that can be, uh, the covers can be sketched by uh, regular people? Oh, well, no, I just meant the, the CGC variant covers that um, Valiant Comics has been putting out. Oh, so yeah, the ones... Trying to break out, yeah. Right, 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 right. And it's, and it's, so, it's even funnier when we slap those because 
yeah, the slab is in the book, and the book's in the slab. <laughs> yeah, because I'll tell you when, when I when I receive when I received this uh, promo slab from you guys in the mail, you know, I pull it out. I'm like, okay, so wait a minute, because I was I'll be honest, I wasn't too familiar with the CGC uh, variants. So I'm looking at this as like, is this a real comic or is this just a <laughs> sheet of paper promo inside of it? And you know, I had to do my homework. I was like, oh wow, wait, no, this is a real comic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I was just gonna say, I remember the first time I saw someone had the graded graded variant and i remember joking so i guess they're grading grades now too because yeah. i didn't yeah, know it was but, a variant cover but yeah yeah they've it's, it's been great working with the creators um and the artists we we uh we obviously have been working with them very closely uh with several projects we have going on the uh the new artist labels and uh the signature series and things like that so you know we have a lot of strong long-term relationships with these guys and so it's nice to have a little synergy going where you know, we're working with each other and having projects like this come out. It really, it really, I think, helps elevate with our products. Yeah. Now you're going to have to get with Clayton Henry and all the other cover artists and let them uh, update with the new uh, design that you have. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yes, I know. It's, it's a little weird having the old holder on the cover and the cover. Of the yeah. And uh, speaking of the new uh, holders, you know, I'm looking at it and I see some of the uh, changes also is, uh, like, uh, for white pages. It's now instead of in the middle of the... Um, uh, sheet it's now under the um grade itself so right yeah we um yeah we've uh we moved that over there we felt that because that was so relevant uh, well uh, obviously part of the grade yeah. that you know that information basically that box contains now all of the information related to the grade of the book so it's not just the grade and the page quality but above that if the book's restored that information will appear above the grade, mm-hmm. uh, you know, apparent uh, C1 or A5 or, yeah. or whatever it is conserved. Um, and also we've moved the, uh, the pedigree variant information, which used to be mm-hmm. on the right side of the label. That now take, uh, is where the page quality used to be um, near the, uh, above the serial number and the, uh, and mm-hmm. the barcode. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, we've simplified the label a little bit. Uh, a new uh, holographic uh, sticker on there now I see as well. Yes. Yes, that's yeah, much a much more attractive sticker mm-hmm. and uh, you know part of the security feature. And so yeah, we redesigned that as well. And uh, another part, the uh, the label on top, of course, is encased inside the book. And we've also made that uh, larger, and uh, so we can fit more information on it. And then of course the grade is larger on the front, yes. and darker, uh, which I think is something that a lot of people are are happy to see. Yeah. Actually, one of the other differences that you have on it that I actually do like is on the back of it. Instead of having the certification notice, you now actually have the grade, the serial number, and the, basically a lot of the information that's on the front on the back. Yes, yes. And that was, uh, that's very important because uh, a lot of times um, when people are looking at books, obviously they want to look at both sides of the book. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it helps from having to keep flipping the book over to mm-hmm. remind yourself what the grade is, what the page quality is, whatever. Um, and, and also just having that information in more places just makes it easier uh, in terms of scans. You know, if you have a scan of a back cover, uh, there have been times where, you know, back cover scans pop up without a front cover. Well, now, now you know what book uh, that back cover scan is to and what grade it is. So, you know, even online it helps a lot to have that information. And, and having removed the, uh, the legal, uh, which is still there, but on the website, yeah. um, we ha- we're allowed to place more information on the back. And so another feature we've got is uh, the SIG series information and the grader's notes information, which on the old holder would be combined together on two lines on the front. Mm-hmm. But um, as time has gone on, uh, we've noticed that a lot of 
uh, Sig Series is extremely popular, and people love to get as many signatures as they can on these labels. And so typically, we'll run across books that have 10, 20, even 30 signatures or more mm-hmm. on them. And obviously, that information, uh, there's no way for it to go on the on the old labels. And so we, uh, we've now broken that into its own line on the front, and we also have two lines on the back for that information to spill over when it gets that big. And uh, same thing for the for the graders' notes, restoration, qualifiers, uh, certain defects like tape that we note on the label. Mm-hmm. Those also tend to run long sometimes, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so we also allow that to run onto the back as well. Mm-hmm. So now we can comfortably fit all that information on the front and the back label without having to abbreviate or, or uh, you know, put it in some other place. So, Matt, just to clarify, so now we will be start seeing all the graders' notes on the labels? Uh, no, this is, this is actually... Um, Defect, uh, okay. Defects. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to clarify that. Yeah. Graders notes are still uh, can still be obtained uh, through uh, our system as, as it has before. Mm-hmm. Uh, graders notes are uh, given free to the uh, submitter of the book, and then uh, beyond that, they can be obtained for a fee uh, through our system. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, those those will not be on the label. Just the specific. There's only specific defects that we feel are worth noting on the label. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, besides restoration, uh, there's qualifying defects. So if the grade's qualified, then the qualifying defect will be there. So, for instance, if there's a missing page, a missing coupon, uh, you know, something uh, of that nature that we're qualified to book for, that will be there. And then there's certain defects that we always list, such as the presence of tape, uh, detached covers, sometimes attached centerfolds. Um, so those kind of things, that's, yeah, that would be the grader's okay. text, I should say. Okay. Um, but yeah, that doesn't necessarily always, there's always, we, we're always very uh, thorough with our note taking, but uh, the majority of the notes we obviously leave off the way. Um, in conjunction with that, one question I've always wanted to ask you, and I know I, I failed to ask this last time we talked uh, on the podcast, was have you ever considered maybe adding into uh, the information up above the name of the person that graded it? Uh, no, we, we actually like to keep that private. Um, we have multiple graders on multiple books, and yeah, that the the information that we give, you know, uh, who grades the book is something that we've always kept private internally uh, for a lot of different reasons. But uh, yeah, we like to basically just assign the grade, um, and you know, a situation like if we say we have uh, for our, our high value books, our uh, you know, say an action one comes through, we'll have as many as six people and sometimes even more than that, that will grade that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, when you have that many opinions, the good thing about it is that you reach more of a consensus uh, agreement on the grade. But sometimes, inevitably, you're going to have some variances in those grades. You know, if, uh, let's say, a book gets an 8-0, you might have, you know, four people at 8-0, uh, two people at 8-5. Um, you know, there's some, uh, uh, you know, so that's uh, <laughs> having all that information on the label can be a little jumbling and confusing mm-hmm. for some people. So, I mean, really what we want to uh, show the consumer, the end consumer, is this is the grade that we've arrived at through consensus, uh, through all the graders that we've, that we've uh, brought together to, to look at that book. Very cool, very cool. Okay, well, since we're talking about graders and the new uh, cases for this, um, I have to ask, is there any new uh, rules or things that y'all are taking into effect when grading now? Are y'all being a little bit more strict since you have a new case now? Or is it the same uh, general consensus of concepts and points that you pull out when looking at a comic? Uh, No, the grading has not changed one bit. Yeah, the holder does not change anything. 
that the grading has is a completely separate component. And but you know we as always we have uh, you know our main goal there is consistency and accuracy. So you know it's something obviously that defines us and, and uh, our reputation. So you know that is something that we monitor very closely throughout the uh, you know the months and as as time goes on, we're always working hard, striving to have the team work together. Uh, when grading to make sure that we can achieve those things. Um, and the new holder is just simply a better way for us to display our information and display the book that we're, you know, uh, been given the grade to, uh, to the public. I mean, basically the holder is, is us. I mean, that is, that is our advertisement out there. And so that is something that's just, uh, even though it's a separate component, it's just as critical, uh, as the grade itself, I feel. Um, and so, yeah, but those two things are definitely separate. But, uh, we do have a, um, a, uh, the reholdering, which is something that is very big, um, because obviously holders are uh, you know, such a such an improvement that a lot of the books that we've graded, we've graded you know nearly three million books over the past sixteen years. So uh, inevitably, a lot of collectors who love this holder are getting their books reholdered, and uh, and during that process, the books will have to be completely removed from the holder and reholdered, and that gives us the opportunity to look at the book again. Now, the grades, you know, the grades don't change. If we're, if we're paid to regrade the book, we will. Um, but the point of the reholder is simply just to provide a new holder. But by giving the book, uh, by freeing the book from its holder and getting it in our hands, it gives us a chance to evaluate the book for any possible improvements, uh, you know, such as uh, pressing over uh, CCS uh, or removal if it has restoration, anything that might, anything that could possibly, the fact that we're able to revisit that book, have it back in our office, uh, gives us the chance to go ahead and uh, to offer that uh, that service that benefit to the client. So, what kind of price are we looking at for that service to have it uh, recapsulated? That's actually free. Um, oh. Yeah, that's free of charge. Yeah. So, if you pay for a reholder and the book is cracked out and it's deemed that it's just fine as it is, then you pay the reholder fee. The book goes into the new holder and off it goes. And if the uh, if we feel there's anything that uh, we could recommend doing to the book to improve it in any way, uh, then it would uh, begin the process as it would have been submitted normally through uh, CCS. And so at that point, the book will uh, not be considered a reholder anymore and will run through uh, CCS and be regraded by CGC. Mm-hmm. And then those normal fees will apply. Okay. And, that, and we can do that even though if, it, if it's not cracked? Right. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. that, that follows the rule of that. Yeah. Is if you were sending it in as, as in the past, as we always have, where you send in either raw books or slab books for uh, screening and service, uh, same exact thing. Yeah. Except we figure since the, you know, the added benefit here is that uh, the third option is to just have it reholdered into the new holder. So, uh, you know, it gives the, uh, the customer a chance to, uh, to get the new holder and also possibly get uh, some additional service that might improve the book. So kind of going based off that question, too, um, is your uh, price points that you currently have up on your website changing at all with the new holder, or are the price points going to remain kind of the same as what you guys have been doing? Yeah, the price point for the new holder, I believe, is $15 for uh, uh, a, a reholder, up to a value of, I believe it's the cutoff is um, $40,000, and above that, it, it, I think it's $25 to reholder the book. Okay. And then your normal grading prices, because you said you're going to put them in the new holders going forward. So normal grading prices and things are also going to kind of remain the same. They're not going up at all with the new holder. 
Right, yeah, normal grading fees stay the same. Perfect. And, uh, it, yeah, pressing fees as well. So, yeah, it's, it's all, uh, yeah, it all stays the same. Yeah, that's fantastic. I know a lot of times when people upgrade things, they usually tend to charge a little bit more. So that's that's fantastic. That's wonderful news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, um, yeah, the, the new hold is definitely an improvement, and, uh, yeah, we're happy that, uh, you know, it did not affect uh, the, uh, the grading process, the, the grading fees. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, a good thing that we're, we're happy to do. So I have a question kind of a little off topic to that, but um, has there been any comics that have come through CGC? You don't have to name who's or anything, but any that have just like blown your mind recently that like, wow, I'm grading this. Oh, well, we've gotten, um, you know, every time we've seen action one, of course that, you know, the room just stops and uh, we're lucky enough to see, you know, uh, one or two a year maybe and yeah. uh so that you know we've seen it uh you know a couple of those recently those are always thrilling to see um we graded a um the first spidey 14 uh and 9 8 spidey 14 is the first appearance of green goblin and um in 16 years uh we had never graded a 9 8 there's uh, of the entire run of spidey there's a handful of issues that we've never seen 9 8s on of the first i think it's the first uh, 10 or 15, uh, I believe 28, the famous black cover. We've never graded one, uh, number four. Um, and so, yeah, 14 obviously was one being such a key. Uh, you know, so many people have been trying for so long to, to try and get a nine, eight. I, I believe there's, there's a good number of them in nine, six. And, uh, we had this copy come in the, the door and, uh, very, very, very just kind of came in without any fanfare. And, uh, the book went through the room and, uh, you know, the final grade term is being 9-8. And uh, someone had to stop and say, and do you realize what, you know, this is this is the first 9-8? And so, yeah, it was just a moment where we all stopped and just said, wow, that's that's pretty amazing. There, it took 16 years. So, you know, um, so, yeah, it doesn't have to be action ones or rare books. Um, yeah, books in, in those grades really are uh, showstoppers as well in the room. Very cool. I, it's weird, I guess. To me, I mean, I you see cool comics all the time, but to me, when I hear something like that, I'm just like, wow. I wish I could see that. You know, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Whenever new people come here um, and they they start a position as a grader, or even somebody that's near the books uh, in some other capacity, it's it's the same reaction. You know, if they're if they're fans of the books. The, it is it is such a treat and uh, to be able to be in, in such close proximity with these great books every day. I mean, you know, we see, uh, you know, A of 15, we see, you know, multiple, you know, I, I don't even know how many we see in a week. Every week uh, they come in and, you know, not, not you know, not to say that they're they're not rare. They, you know, they're, they're, they're rare by comparison to say, you know, obviously books in the 70s or 80s, they're, they're quite rare, um, but they're also very um, valuable and very sought after. And they're worth slabbing in any grade. So we get we get copies that are, you know, coverless, missing pages, all the way up to the one that we uh, graded recently that sold through Heritage, uh, the nine four. I believe it fetched up uh, four hundred something thousand dollars. So that was another special one that came in the room. And so yeah, you never know. You never know what's going to walk in over there. And yeah, that's the great thing about it is that you know, as being a dealer, you know, you are one of many dealers who are chasing these books and the chance to get one of these books is, is pretty rare, but being who we are, CTC and having, you know, all the best stuff come through us, all those books, no matter where they turn up, we inevitably get to see them. And that's, that's the most exciting part. Matt, I, I, I wanted to congratulate you on your new uh, position over at CGC on the senior management team. Uh, yeah. Good yeah. to hear. 
Yes, thank you. That was very exciting. Very exciting uh, transition to get over there. So, uh, yeah, I love grading books, and I love uh, being able to give my input. And uh, and I think that it definitely strengthens the team even more because we have such a fantastic team uh, as it was before that, uh, you know, this just, you know, puts it, uh, just makes it even stronger and puts it on another level. So, uh, and, you know, in addition to that, we've got so many great ideas uh, that we're working on now. A lot of new projects, a lot of things coming down the pike in, in the uh, near future. So, uh, yeah, very exciting time. This holder is obviously huge, uh, and but just the beginning of uh, a lot of exciting things that we're going to be seeing at CGC in the coming years. All right, cool. Well, Matt, I know we've taken up a lot of your time. I think we're going to head and wrap things up from here. Thanks again for coming on and filling us in with the new change that CGC's brought about. We're really excited for them. I think everybody uh, here will be as well. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's been thrilling, and you know everybody's been very supportive and thrilled. Uh, and uh, yeah, it just keeps getting better, and better. All right, very well, cool. Well, thanks again, Matt. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on, guys, and uh, I look forward to talking to y'all in the future. Oh, definitely. Yes, oh, always a pleasure, man. Like, yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, it's that time of our segment for our show where we each pull a comic out of our short boxes to talk about. First up out of the gate, we're going to have Tap. Tap, what do you got for us today? Yeah, so for my first uh, review this week, I guess is going to be going over the uh, the series of Postal from Image Comics um, and Top Cow. It is written by Matt Hawkins and Brian Edward Hill. Uh, fantastic, fantastic story. This is one that I've heard people talking about for a very long time, probably about the last year or so, and just raving about how good it was. I personally never got around to reading it until this last week. And once I started, I could not stop. I read, I think there's 12 issues out right now. I read all 12 issues in the matter of an evening. It is a fantastic, fantastic read. Um, it takes place in this town of Eden, Wyoming, where they're kind of a criminal town, so to speak, and they're all kind of off the radar. Uh, you can't even find them on satellite imaging. Uh, and it's a town of criminals that have been, I guess you could say, witness protection almost for criminals. Um, and this town is run by, the mayor is a criminal, everybody, the sheriff's a criminal, everybody's a criminal in this town. And uh, they all have their own way of serving justice and things like that. And uh, it takes place, the main character's name is Mark. And it follows him and he has Asperger's. And the character is just so incredibly well written. Uh, I cannot stress that enough. It hits home for me personally in my personal life. I used to work with people with Asperger's. And so to be able to have a voice in a comic book for those characters, I mean, it's just it's super incredible to, to read. And Brian Edward Hill and Matt Hawkins are knocking it out of the park with this one. Uh, I cannot stress enough how amazing Postal is. The artwork is fantastic as well. Uh, the story is one that will keep you on the edge of your seat. And you'll want to keep flipping you know, to the next issue. So once you start binge reading, it's one that you really don't want to stop. And I'm now kind of bummed that I'm now having to wait another month before I get to read a new postal. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, it's really good image. Top cow. They're, they're knocking it out of the park. I can't say speak highly enough of this book. So that's what I got for this week. Nova, what do you got? 
Uh, I'm going to talk about something a little different, as I always try to do. Uh, I'm going to talk about a book that's actually published in Japan and then translated to English. Uh, I'm going to talk about One Punch Man. Now, for those of you that don't know,、uh, One Punch Man has taken、uh, most of the world by storm. It's basically about this guy named Saitama who's、uh, a regular Joe, but、uh, he's got this cool thing going where he defeats every villain with one punch. So his name is quite literal. He basically defeats anyone he runs into with one punch.、Uh, he's a superhero for fun. That's what, it, what's what he tells people. He has no grand scheme, he hasn't lived through any tragedy. He just decided one day, I'm going to be a hero, I'm going to do it for fun. And so he started training. And his training regimen, which he tells everyone about, is a thousand push ups, a thousand sit ups, and I think it's like 50 kilometers running every day. That's literally all he does. And he worked out so hard that he went bald.、Uh, it's just, there's a, it's a huge parody on the, comic, on the superhero genre now and how, you know, how typical everything is. Did you just、is. say he worked out so hard he went bald? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Right, just making sure I heard that correctly. That's a hard workout. <laughs> yeah.、Um, and basically, it starts off with him going around and beating up、uh, random villains that he finds, you know, these weird monsters walking around the streets. And he one day meets this cyborg named、uh, Genos. And this Genos guy basically realizes how powerful Saitama is, and he begs him, follows him around, stalks him, and begs him to be his mentor. Which is funny because. This Genos guy is super hardcore, and Saitama will always just be like, All right, let's go grab some ramen, or,、uh, you know, there's a sale on today. I can't be late. There's a sale at the grocery store. I can't be late fighting this villain, so let's get this over with. And it's just really wacky Japanese stuff, you know. I, I'm, I'm not a huge、uh, manga fan, but this thing just it, it caught me right away. The art is amazing. And. Just, you know, he fights crazy things like there were these subterranean creatures that、um, were basically like, what is it, Mole Man or something, who has these, who always like summons like these creatures from under the ground. And、uh, he fought this huge beetle、uh, that sort of made fun of like, it had like a Super Saiyan mode and just like crazy stuff like that. And he's always so relaxed about it and always just beating them with one punch. And it's a really great.、Um, Satire on what you know superhero comics have become, and I don't know. I just I feel like a lot of people should check it out, even if you're not a big fan of the of the genre. Oh, one more thing they join this thing called the superhero organization, and basically, what happens is there's rankings, and you go up in these rankings based on what you do. And it's funny because he got like class C at the bottom, he was like the lowest rank, and it's mostly because nobody knows who he is, he's just this bald guy. But、uh, yeah, I mean, I highly recommend it. I'm rambling on, and I could keep rambling because it's so good. But、uh, yeah,、uh, ask anyone who's read it, they'll, they'll rave about it. But、uh, Rusty, what have you got today? More, more Adam Warlock? Um, no, not Adam Warlock today. But the reason why I got this comic, I'm, I mean, it's not just because it's a Civil War comic, you know, that's coming out, the whole new event for Civil War 2. But、um, on the front of it on Free Comic Book Day, there was a Civil War comic that had Thanos on it. And I was like, okay, you know, Thanos, let's see what's happening. You know,、uh, last I heard he was dead, so it didn't really make any sense. But then he came back to life and he knows a lot more now.、Um, but I just want to start off. With you flip it open, and okay, 
This is a shorter story, so Nova can help me out with this because I think he knew a little bit more about it than I do. But you flip open the page, and there's Black Panther, um, there's Captain Marvel, and there's War Machine. And I guess there's a little bit of romance going on between, uh, you know, War Machine and Danvers. They, they've been they've been going at it yeah. in the Captain Marvel series. For those of you that don't know, really random, See, but yeah, I I thought that was yeah. completely <laughs> random. Me and Nova were talking a little bit about this before uh, earlier today, and um, it was something that just I saw them kiss, and I was like, what? But <laughs> sorry for the spoiler, they kiss. <laughs> but no, it starts off with them, and then all of a sudden the Inhumans pop up, you know, and um, they have a special person with them though and i didn't know if this was like backstory to something that's already been going on or something because i jumped right into this i had no idea anything that was going to happen in this beforehand i haven't read really any main avengers stuff or all new avengers or all that so i don't know what's going on with it but uh they have a guy with them that is a special person who can see into the future and they want to learn how to like harness his ability so they can foresee events like if there's ever going to be human and inhuman peace and everyone's going to get along, but you know, like that's going to happen. Right. Anyway, flipping through this, all of a sudden the thing that the guy sees in his premonition that he has is that uh, Thanos was going to arrive. And my biggest complaint is I don't know why I, I have no idea why Thanos is popping up in this. I don't know what he has to do with civil war at all, but he pops up in this and he has like, armor on and looks like a mech kind of and he has a giant gun and they kind of make him seem like a pansy and it's just like he sounds like cable (laughs) kinda it's like a cosmic cable yeah yeah but it's weird he's like he's got the shoulder pads and everything like sounds like cable yeah okay I would not want to see a life field Thanos. That'd be intense. It'd be a giant purple blob. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, weird thing about it is you don't see any feet scary in this. Dun dun dun. With no feet. Oh. Yeah. But you see ten thousand pouches. (laughs) I don't see a pouch. That is one thing you do not (laughs) see. But anyways, he pops up in the special location and everyone's <laughs> waiting for him. And let me explain a few things why it kind of makes him seem like a pansy, okay? When we were talking about finale, he just swatted, like, Hulk out of the way, basically, right? First thing that happens, he starts shooting at everybody. And then Torch, like, burns him, Human Torch. And, like, it's like, really? When is this, like, stopped Thanos before, you know? Human Torch is standing up to Thanos by himself, you know? And then secondly, all of a sudden She-Hulk just comes out of nowhere and tackles him to the ground. And then he's like burning. He's on fire still. And he just kind of gets up and starts taking hits from War Machine before he's finally like, ah, I get enough. But the whole time he's just getting like, he's getting his ass whooped. Like he's like standing there. Yeah, he's not doing anything. It's like he's completely helpless. And this is not what we know from Thanos. You know what I mean? Well, it was honestly frustrating. It was very to just see it, to just see him standing there like a doll, just getting beat. It's zombie Thanos, though. You said he's back from the dead, so maybe that's why. Kinda. He still knows. he knows everything that he sells all his knowledge. He is like he is kind of zombie Thanos. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, he's kind of zombie Thanos. Yeah. Um, he's just allowed to roam around by death now, basically. So that's weird. Um, but yeah, uh, all this stuff happens. He starts fighting back finally. She-Hulk takes a rocket from War Machine in the chest and blows up. And then Thanos just 
like destroys War Machine. Like this is like the only saving grace moment for it. He like like Falcon punches him like the guts out of the back of him basically. <laughs> Like, it is horrible looking. Like, there's sparks and stuff all flying. Like, he punches them and stuff. There's, like, sparks and metal and everything flying out the backside of his suit. And it's just like, geez. uh, But Thanos gets taken down by Captain Marvel, of all people. And, um, yeah, he just lays there. Uh, And it doesn't really explain anything after that. Why call it Civil War II? Like, it's so misleading. This is pl- pretty misleading right now. I don't know who the main villain is now because they're beating up Thanos. And I thought it was going to be between Iron Man and Captain Marvel. Who, and then who is this other guy who can see into the future? So maybe they're going to foresee an event in the future that one of them is right and one of them is wrong or something. And uh, maybe that, that's what they'll fight about. I'm sorry, did you just say between Iron Man and Captain Marvel? Yeah. Captain America's yeah. on yeah, Iron Man's just... side, I think. That's what that's yeah, been, well, what this one was on the about is the Civil oh. War is the thing that they were talking about is uh, this uh-huh. person that can foresee the future. They said, basically, do they treat this like a... I mean, in a nutshell, it's basically minority report. Yep. Do we use this to save lives and arrest people before things happen? Or mm-hmm. do we allow things to play out naturally? And do we arrest innocent people before they commit the crime or do we wait till they commit the crime and then arrest the guilty people? You know what? Maybe Thanos is in it because at the end of it all, he comes back and he's like, look, neither one of you can handle this. I'm just going to take it. And then he takes it. Maybe Thanos is the one that can see the future. No, because it's two separate people. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if he had a little help from Warlock. (laughs) That's why Thanos knows so much. He was in the Mobius chair. Yeah, right? (laughs) He's just chilling in... (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right so that's all that we got in this civil war one um so red what do you got for us well i'm bringing to us today revival number one brought to us by image comics uh back from december 2012 given to us by tim seeley and mike norton and wow revival how many guys have you read it so far i have not Nope, I have not, but I've heard of it and wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I've it. been hearing so many things about it, and it's just like it's just been on the back burner for me. Like, yeah, okay, you know, I'll pick it up, pick it up. You know, but last week on Free Comic Book Day, I ended up picking up about twenty-two out of the thirty-nine issues, and ironically, most of them were in the free boxes, which I was just surprised. And and we you know you're talking about um, what is it, uh, postal earlier? Yes. And I picked up a few issues of Postal out of the free boxes as well. That's just a shame. That's a I was just like, shame. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, okay. And I was like, okay, Revival. All right, well, let me give it a try. So I picked up the issues, got number one here. And wow, the first one was just like it, really interesting. It's basically about a gal. Her name is Dana, a small town police officer in Wisconsin. And you know, the story kind of it's a little bit slow taking off and we find out that you know her father is head of the police department out in that city and as the story progresses we find out that not too long ago within the world was revival day which basically was the dead came back to life Hmm. not even knowing that they died they just kind of woke up went back to work (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know, just some of the strange things have been happening, and you know, they, and they didn't even know they died. 
from what I'm gathering from this first issue. So the, her father decides to promote her to investigator to be in charge of any crimes that revolve revivals. And ironically enough, of course, the, they get a call in in regards to a domestic dispute out at a local farm and, and there's a revival within it. So she heads on out there and as she's driving, she sees on the road one of her old high school friends, Martha. And she picks up Martha and says, hey, you know, it's snowing, it's cold. Why don't you come with me? I'll give you a ride since your car broke down and I'll get you taken care of, but I have to go to this domestic dispute first. So she ends, goes to the farm. Now, her, the farm owners are arguing with the neighbor because they believe that the neighbor killed their half horse, half zebra. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that they had bred for some whatever reason. But that's besides the point. It turns out that uh, the farm owners, the, I guess it's the, the wife's mother, is a revival. And they found her in the barn with a pair of pliers pulling out her own teeth. I guess, as we find out in the story, one of the problems with revivals is that their teeth keep growing longer and longer. Uh, why, we don't know yet. But the older woman, she's just pulling her teeth out so she can put her dentures back in. And as she's talking, you can see the teeth growing back again. And she's, of course, upset and mad. She didn't ask to be revived. She said she should be in heaven right now, singing with the angels and all that good stuff. And she was mad, so she went to go stab Dana with a pair of pliers and got her own daughter instead. And during the brawl, the old woman grabbed a uh, sickle, you know, that we used for cutting uh, hay, you know, like mm -hmm. death use. Yeah. The old woman grabs one and swings it and ends up uh, hitting Martha right through the chest and killing her to the ground, right? And in, the, in all of it, uh, the gal, the old woman was right about to kill Dana when Martha comes up and strikes the old woman down and just says, Dana, don't tell dad. And that's wow. where it just leaves off. You know, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was a great closing. I'm going to say the issue did start off a little bit slow at first, but it really picked up momentum and a great cliffhanger at the end. I really can't wait to dive into the other issues and really see what more is going on with this. And, you know, ironically enough, you know, being uh, written by Tim Seeley, uh, what was it, uh, last week when we, I just happened to see Tim Seeley on uh, Twitter, shot him a tweet, and looks like he might be joining our show. So hopefully we can get him on here to talk about Revival to everybody here and to our listeners. Ooh, that'd be awesome. yeah. Yes, it will. And Nightwing. And Nightwing. But uh, other than that, I just had to throw out one thing to in regards to uh, your conversation to have about uh, Postal. I really do love the alternate covers they have out for it. I don't know if everybody's seen the alternate covers, but there's a cover A and a cover B. And typically the cover B is a Norman Rockwell cover redone gruesome and bloody. Yep. So, so if you haven't seen the covers, I'd just go ahead and Google them or look at... Uh, comic book database or uh, you know one, one of those places and the covers are pretty cool but anyways that's what i have for today and i think that wraps everything up so be sure to tune in next week everyone to see what issues we pull out of our short boxes but i think it's time for a little more fun
everyone. So now we're going to bring back a special old school, you know, segment from uh, something you may know as the late show. Um, we're going to do a little thing called Mad Libs. All right. And um, Red Skull passed it off to me. So I'm going to be the one taking care of it now, I guess. Uh, how do you feel about that, Red? I feel good. I feel uh, I, I know I t um, pass it over in good hands. It was just time for a change, something new. I've always been writing them. I know you love to write, and it just felt right to um, hand it off to you. So uh, I'm excited to see what you have for us today. Yeah, you know, um, I, I wrote this thing out completely original, so uh, it's going to be kind of fun. Uh, so first things first, gentlemen, I sent you the script in our email. So... I need each one of you to go ahead and open up that email for me. All right. And when you have it up, let me know, okay? I got it up. I'm up. Nova, Ready. do you have the email up? Or yes, you have it? sir. Okay, do y'all have the document open? Yes. Yes, I okay, do. Okay, so, script's open. As y'all can see, I color-coded it nice and neat for y'all. Oh, and, I have no uh, color-coding. Yeah, I have no color-coding either. I do. Well, uh, lucky. Nova's special. He has color code. Did y'all open it up? I opened Word? it on my phone. I opened it up on my uh, phone, too. So, guys, as you see when you open up the document, that you have your name at the top, and there's a certain color next to your name, okay? As you can see, I have color coded certain parts of the script here. The color that correlates with your name, that is your spot to read. So you are going to want to make that character your character, okay? All right. All right. Sounds good. I see Sounds I'm in good. red. Yeah. <laughs> so this is uh, what's going to happen is, like I said, y'all are going to read y'all's parts, and I'm going to read all the narration for it, okay? All right. And we answered your questions a little bit earlier, about an hour ago, so... Yeah, I got it all set up, and uh, I have all of y'all's answers even bolded, so you'll see. Um, I, it is completely random through here, so uh, you never know whose word could co be coming from who. All right. Okay? So, are you guys ready for this edition of Mad Libs? Most definitely. Okay, so you guys are familiar with your colors. Tap, you are green. Yep. Red, you are red. Nova, you are blue. And if you guys are ready, let's start this let's off. Let's do it to it. I'm excited to see what we got going in here. All right, guys. Earlier at the Moat of Moss, we see our hero, Mixmaster, among the villain group called Evil Guys Incorporated. His fellow foes sit around a large table as the base rises from the swamp. One man stands center of the villains, and his name is... Red Skull. You are a fool, Mixmaster. Do you really think you can defeat us all? We have the likes of Frieza on our side, and your pathetic soul decided to interfere in our plans? Yes, the sight of you reminds me of Captain Underpants. They had no chance against us either. The very thought of them trying to use their techno music manipulation against me was a joke. <laughs> Man, you fools never defeat the likes of good. Even if I, Mixmaster, am defeated, many others will stand against your wicked ways, you know what I'm saying? The room begins to shake as a group of heroes named the Great Lake Avengers burst through the ceiling of our foe's base. The villains tremble in fear as the leader Red Skull begins to yell. 
Kill them! Make sure there is nothing left of those fools! <laughs> the fight feels intense as we see Soda Can Man coming at the slimy Amazon at full speed as he flies across the moat of moss. Everywhere, we see heroes and villains in full engagement, locked hand-to-hand and fist-to-fist. There can only be one man to stop this, and he is Steel. He pulls out a cosmic cube coitus from their side and with the power, with the power, slay the remaining villains. None of them even stood a chance against the supreme might that is steel. The villains begin to retreat, but before they do, Stink Eye Steve sets a bomb. A number appears on the television screen in the background with a countdown sequence starting from Infinity Minutes. The heroes look at each other as Sergeant Sagittarius yells, Everyone, quickly to my hover round. We can get out of here before the bomb explodes and possibly catch those villains escaping in the invisible jet. Our heroes quickly make their way to the vehicle as the villains try to escape. They quickly catch up to the villains and Swift Platypus throws throws Rusty's hairband at the vehicle, quickly causing the villains to crash and spin out of control. As the heroes walk up, Red Skull says, You damned Great Lakes Avengers will never stop all that is evil. <laughs> we will escape and the likes of all of you shall regret the day you tampled in the business of Evil Guys, Inc. <laughs> oh my god, Stink, Stink Guys Steve with the Infinity Bomb. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh! The but he's got the cosmic cube. Push. <laughs> but he's got the cosmic cube of oh, on their side. Hover oh, around so we can escape. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna throw Rusty's hairband oh, to stop God. it. <laughs> the one of the ones that got that like the best was the the fight feels intense as we see Soda Can Man coming at the slimy Amazon. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh. Oh, that was great. Nova's the mix master. <laughs> oh man. man I love it. Awesome. awesome. Mad Libs is yeah. fun. Oh, great job, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, just to let y'all know, Mad Libs will be returning. The question is when? Boom, boom, boom. Oh man. All right. Well, I hope you guys had some fun with this. Definitely. Yeah, that was good. Oh yeah, man. You know, Hopefully, I'll come back with some more original ideas, and hopefully, just maybe, we might see a continuation of this story. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that would. Awesome, awesome. All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap up this section of Mad Libs. This has been The Four Guys, and we're going into something new and different. See you there. This is Red, and welcome to my segment called On the Street, where I simply go out into the public asking random questions. Since last Saturday was free comic book day, I headed to Zeno's in Virginia Beach and talked with a bunch of people all Saturday long. But before I share clips from that, let me ask you guys, what did each of you do and get on free comic book day? Rusty. Okay, so sad to say, I actually had to work on free comic book day. I didn't get to get there until about 5.30, 6 o'clock. And so I was worried. And the thing was, I went to my first shop they said they didn't. They weren't going to participate in it. They were a newer shop and stuff, and they said they just didn't want to put the money into it. So I kind of understand. Second shop I go to, though, 
is like the main one in town. And I actually went, and they only had three comics, so I picked up the uh, Civil War one, that book that we talked about. Um, I picked up Suicide Squad, which I haven't read. I don't really know anything about it. And then I picked up Archie. And uh, that was the three things I picked up. They had a few other good sales going on too, though. Yeah, so Canada had free comic book day too. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I went to two shops as well. I picked up some of the free comics. They're okay, as always. They're just sort of... It, it's cool to get free books, but uh, the, the thing I was happiest about was I got 17 issues of um, like the Vertigo Swamp thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I got from 121 to... 137 uh, which is really awesome I can't wait to read that but yeah other than that I mean it was just great to you know go down to the shop which I don't usually do and talk to people uh, you know see what's going on there are some local artists there and yeah it's great to see that so many people dress up there's like stormtroopers Deadpool Nightwing all these guys there uh, Batman showed up of course but it was just nice to see that the community's still up and about hmm. Who was your favorite cosplay person that you saw there? I'd say the stormtroopers were the cool. best. Did, did they? Uh, they have uh, laser guns. They have uh, blasters. Yeah, yeah. They were scaring people on the roads with them. They, no one should be scared. They're just gonna miss them. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> Come on, they're stormtroopers. They're not gonna hit anything. <laughs> no, they had live ammunition though. That was the difference. So, what about you, Tap? How? What did you uh, get? <laughs> Yeah, so I went out with my kids to quite a few local shops. Um, I went with my two kids and a buddy of mine and uh, got to meet some really cool people. Actually got a couple of head sketches from Mr. Brent Peoples and Greg Smallwood. Uh, a lot of local artists out and about as well, which is really cool to see. Also met Stacy Lee, artist of Silk. And uh, I got my kids a bunch of free comics. They got all sorts of stuff. Um, I did buy a couple things on my own. I got like the Gold Key Alliance um, issues one and two. Uh, as far as free goes, I did find a bunch of old Wizard magazines from like the early like ninety nine two thousand, and I was, and they were still bagged and everything. So I love 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 loved Wizard magazine when it was around. So I grabbed a couple of those. Uh, I bought all of Airboys. I got all those half off. So I got uh, all four issues of Airboy, mm -hmm. which was exciting. That's cool. And yeah, a lot of, yeah, I was very ecstatic to still <laughs> find those half off. I was like, yay. Uh, but no, a lot of my kids, you know, they had a lot of fun. Got their picture taken with Spidey. Saw some Harley Quinns. Stormtroopers, of course. Gene Simmons. Uh, oh, I also met Nell Campbell from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Gene Simmons yeah. was running around. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. There. The, the, the <laughs> demon. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was a Sweet. it was a really good. Time. Yeah, I ended up uh, spending most of my time over at Zeno's, but I did head over to two other uh, shops. You know, that's all I could have basically had time to do was hit three stores. I think the thing that I enjoyed the most was each shop had dozens upon dozens upon who knows how many short boxes all lined up outside that everybody can was allowed to take 10 free comics per person and of course you know all the shops knowing that i have a wife and three kids i always you know get my 50 free comics <laughs> and i mean i literally came home with over a hundred free comics and everything was wow. image everything and so nice to find all sorts of great stuff there and it, it was a lot of fun spoke with a lot of great people talked shop all day long 
And I'm going to go ahead and uh, listen, let you all listen to some of the people that I talked with. And we have a few additional things on uh, what do you call it? Facebook. Check out our Facebook site, everybody, and you can see some of the videos that we had posted from people as well. So yes. let's go into those interviews. All right, everyone, this is Red. And I got with me Daryl. Daryl, how are you doing today? Pretty good. All right, so here we are at Zeno's for Free Comic Book Day. So what did you pick up today? Um, pretty much the uh, the go-to, which was um, the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, uh, yes. You had to get that yes, one. Yes, that's pretty popular today. Um, I saw the Assassin's Creed one I was interested in. It's been, at least in the, the, the comic book forums that I follow, there's usually interest in Assassin's Creed. Um, and then, of course, uh, one for my daughter, which was the uh, Strawberry Shortcake. I had to get that yeah, one. Of course, forward. of course. Uh, bring her through and get her interested in comics yeah uh, it's pretty much a so what do you keep in your pull list in my pull list um yeah. right now it's uh pretty much anything spider-man new uh-huh. uh, i'm kind of a, a niche collector i like uh-huh. like key issues uh any big storyline changes and then of course like first issues first issues all right so first issues and first appearances what is your prize comic that you have right now uh it, it, it's a little bit of a heartbreak story but i still have it it was um uh, the first appearance of Sabretooth, okay. um, which was uh, Iron Fist, I want to say 15 or 16, uh-huh. I, I got that issue, yep. and I had it in my uh, my parents' basement, uh-huh. and their basement flooded. Oh no! At the time I bought it for $300, which uh-huh. I was, it was a steal, and yeah. it got water damage, but I still have it in my collection, I just can't let it go. Insurance claim time, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, one of those things. Alright, cool. Well, thank you for taking the time with us, Daryl. I really appreciate it. Yep, no problem. Thanks, Ryan. All right, I have Raquel with me. How are you doing today? Great. Hey, Michael. How are you? Doing well, thanks. So we're here at Zeno's for Free Comic Book Day. I know. It's awesome. I'm it so is. excited. So I so love we... Comic Book Day. Now, who, who doesn't? I you know, know, right? But then again, every day is Comic Book Day, right? Exactly. Just today we get them for free. Exactly. I know. I got to get mine free. <laughs> so what did you pick up today? I picked up Star Wars. Okay. I picked up Pink Panther. Uh-huh. And I picked up Pokemon. Pokemon. Really? <laughs> I've seen a lot of those out today. Yes, I picked up. I thought it would be a lot of fun. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what's Star Wars? What what do you we enjoy in Star Wars? Uh, well, I enjoy everything about Star Wars, uh-huh. especially well, all of the all of the Star Wars, um, the original and the most recent, yes. and of course Star Wars: Force Awakens. Yes, I yes. love it. I love great. it. Great, yes. great. So you've been reading the Marvel stuff currently, the Star Wars, Vader, Vader down, all that good yes, thing. Yes, I just started getting into Poe, Poe Dameron. Yes, yes. Yeah, issue so. two comes out. In just came out, actually. Yeah, just, just came, came out. out. Yeah, I haven't right. read it yet, but yes, I'm excited. Yes. I'm very excited. So. Have you read the C-3PO standalone title? Uh, not yet, but I have heard. Pick it up, because it explains how it gets the, the red, red arm. arm. I yes. know, I know. I'm so excited. I know. I just kind of wish they had that out before the movie, mm-hmm. but instead of after, but still, at least we get the background story to yes, it. Yes, I know. When you see it, you're not like, oh, where did he get that red arm? Yeah. And then, of course, the comic will explain it, so that's good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a Star Wars fan myself. Right. I enjoy reading the Star Wars stuff. I, nice. Yes. You know, from 1977 to current. I love it all. Who's your favorite character? You know, it's hard to say. There's just so many great characters, but I gotta be honest, I do like Luke. Oh, I Luke. do. I do Amazing. like Luke. I think that's because it goes back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. What little boy in 1970s or something <laughs> didn't want to be Luke Skywalker? I know. You know? Everyone loves Luke. <laughs> yes. Yes, and I loved him, especially in the most recent. Of course. It was very it was very captivating. You didn't have to say anything. Yeah, now 
the movie, did, we had a little bit of Luke in there, the teaser mm -hmm. at the end of it, as mm -hmm. everybody knows. Yes. Just standing there for five minutes, not saying a word. I while know. Her, while her arm, her arm had to get tired holding on I that know. lightsaber. Exactly. You know? Just like handing it to him. Take it, please. Now, did you see the YouTube video that recently went viral? Um, where basically she's handing him a microphone and he starts singing. No. Check it out. Okay. It, I it will. is hilarious. Okay. Basically, instead of a lightsaber in her hand, she uh -huh. has a microphone, he takes it and he starts singing to her. Oh my god. It is great. Whoever did the um the animation mm -hmm. over Mark Hamill's face right. did it perfect. It looked like he was really singing. Oh my god. Do you know what he was singing? I can't remember off the top of my mm -hmm. head, but it was hilarious. It was absolutely oh, hilarious. I will definitely check yeah, it out. Yeah, YouTube it. Everybody out there listening, check it out. It's hilarious. Oh my gosh. No, I really have to check that out. I <laughs> yeah. know about that. Well, I'd like to thank you for your time. It's great to have you on thank the show today. You. Thank you for having me. Yes. All, right. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. I got Josh here with me. How's it going today, Josh? Uh, it's going well. How about yourself? How you Pretty doing well, today? thanks. I see you're wearing a. Uh, your Civil War Captain yes, America shirt. Yes. So which team are you? I'm Team Cap. Team Cap. All team right. Cap. Same here. I am Team Cap. Yes. But then again, you know, sometimes it's also Team Hydra. So it's just uh, like, Ugh. I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, no, you can't. You can't say this. This straight up Team. You know, it's also Team Hydra though. No. No. Why not? Why because not? Because he does. He wasn't aware of what was going on. Okay. So and I haven't seen the movie yet. So I'm going to see the movie. After this is after, after done. free comic book day is yeah. done. All right, cool. So, so how many shops are you gonna be hitting for free comic book day? Um, I mean, I'll be hitting up here. Obviously, I'm hitting up Comic Kings. Of course, gotta represent my Yep, own, that's own, right. Own, and own actually, I'll be coming to Comic Kings a little bit later on. Be cool. doing some stuff over there as very well. Very good. Very yep. good. Um, you know, might get out to might get out to trilogy. Maybe I'll go over the water and hit up uh, you know Atlantis and stuff like that. Yep. Kind of see how my time goes. So. So what are you looking for today? Um, just get good deals. You yeah. know, I don't really need the free comic book day comics because you know. I, I got the two that I needed, the Civil War and the Captain America, so yeah. that's it. But I just you know trying to come out and get some, you know, get some deals for yes. the day. Find some maybe some miscellaneous stuff that I I'm missing in gaps here and there uh -huh. and then get something something cool for a good price, you know. Cool. So what are the what are the gaps that you're missing? What are the ones that you're really trying to look for? <laughs> um, I mean I try to fill a lot of them, my X Men. X Men. So that's where I'm that's my big collection. X Men uh -huh. and my and Turtles. Okay. So that's my huge collection. But my turtle stuff is pretty much done except for the big key stuff that I know no one in the area has. So gotcha. It's not gonna happen today. <laughs> so turtles, have you been doing the Batman Turtles uh Oh yes, thing? I'm getting all the variants for it and yeah. everything too. Yeah. I got like I think I wanna I probably have five or six copies of number one. Really? Yeah. All different covers I got. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get one cent off because uh -huh. they're getting hot. Yes. So I really feel they like are. eventually it's gonna you know, it's gonna take a, off. Yeah, get a good graded one, and it's uh -huh. gonna do something. You know, I could probably, I'm not, never, probably never gonna sell it. But yeah. you know, it's nice to know I've got one in 9.6, 9.8. That's probably worth, you know, some money in the future there. So the conclusion to uh, Batman and Teenage Mutant Turtles comes out next Wednesday. Yep. So, are you ready for that? What do you think is gonna happen? I don't know. I kind of, I think it'd be really cool if they left some of the mutant gene like over in the DC universe. Uh -huh. And you know they could kind of play off of that within Batman, but I don't think they're gonna do it. No. It'd be really cool if they did, but because I know it's canon to the Turtles universe, yes. but I don't know if it's canon to the Bat to the Batman story. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Because the Turtles Ghost Postures, that was canon for everything. Yes, like they talked about that in both stories. So I would like to see if they continue to talk about this adventure outside, you know, in their each respective titles, because it's really cool. You know, maybe like a foot soldier gets stuck over in you know in. The DC universe, yes. and he decides to go join the League of Assassins or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. It'd be really cool. It would. It know? would. So I, I wish they would. You know, that would happen. So chances of it happening, not very yeah, good. No. But you know, it would be fun. It yeah, would be and fun. the art on that one, the it's I'm really hit or miss with it. I yeah. think he, the artist on it, does the turtles. Yes. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Like he does the turtles just wonderfully. But 
the Batmobile is pretty ugly, <laughs> and he just doesn't do the human characters yes. very well. But the Splinter and the Turtles are just are beautiful. Right on. Yeah. No, so. I, no, definitely I agree. Well, Josh, thanks for your time. Good luck out there on your thanks search, you finding everything that you need. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. Yep, you too. Thanks. What's up, humble folks? This is Nova here, and this week I've got something new. Uh, we're going to talk about this week in comics, and now what it's going to be about is basically the things that have happened in comics over the past week or two. And it's a great time to talk about this because, as we all know, summertime is event season. Uh, so to start things off, like we've been talking about through this entire podcast, we've got Civil War II starting off, sort of, in the free comic book day issue. Kind of. And it really... Like we said, yeah, exactly. It jumped to the chase. We've got Thanos in there. Uh, so the event's going to be written by Bendis. And uh, I think the free comic book day issue had art by uh, Jim Jim Chung. But jumping from that event, we've also got the Spider-Man Dead No More event, uh, which also happened, started in free comic book day. Uh, for those of you that missed the issue, a bunch of people are coming back and... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, I mean, Dan Slott's a crazy guy. He likes to do crazy things, and uh, Dead No More starts off being crazy right from the start. A uh, certain blonde female is returning to the 616, it seems. Mm. So we'll see what happens there. And now the event I'm most excited about. Uh, there's this company called Valiant Comics. I may have mentioned them maybe once or twice on the podcast, maybe at most. And 4001 AD is the event of their summer. And basically, for those of you that don't know, uh, 4001 AD is the year, that's what they're talking about, which is the year that Rai lives in. And what's going on, the first issue has already dropped, and it was absolutely insane. There's all these robotic dinosaurs running around, these huge uh, mechanical kaiju suits like from Pacific Rim. And there's just all this crazy chaos going on as uh, New Japan sort of falls apart. Uh, it's all been, the entire series of Rai has been leading up to this, and it's going to be just insane to see what happens. That's something to look forward to as well. Now, something uh, very near and dear to my heart is happening. We're seeing number 52 issues from DC Comics. It's the end of another DC era uh, as the new 52 begins to wrap up reboot <laughs> uh, yeah but that, that that's good because we've got rebirth on the horizon so there's something to look forward to there now i don't know if all of you guys know the four guys i'm not i'm sure most people don't know since everyone hates superman but uh there's this little arc going on right now called the final days mm -hmm. of superman yes yeah, somewhere over that one yeah so the new 52 version of superman is dying um, he's gone through, he's gone through a lot. He's been overdosed uh, on kryptonite, uh, dark side wars, the JLA uh, arc with Rao has just put him through the ringer. And basically he's, you know, he's dying and these are his final days. He's being heroic, uh, talking to all of his loved ones, telling them, breaking the news to them. And, uh, 
it's crazy that, you know, issue, I think issues 51 of Superman in Action Comics dealt with it. And those actually went into second printing, which is surprising. I'm, I wasn't expecting that at all. I guess, you know, the death of Superman still affects people, even though they all hate him. You, you people know who you are. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy to think that all this is ending. We've also had the end of Snyder and Capullo's Batman, which, wow, issue 51 was just incredible. Have, uh, did you guys read that at all? I did. It was it was definitely a, a well written ending. I think for their yeah. for their run. Yeah, it came full circle. It you know it was Batman's night off, but he doesn't take nights off, um, and it was just really well done. You know, it was if you could tell it was the end, and it was you know it's going to be sad to see these guys go, but we've got Tom King coming on, so it's a blessing in disguise. And there's one more thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, there's this amazing series coming from Ryan Otley, who is the artist on Invincible. Uh, mm-hmm. Grizzly Shark. My favorite artist. My favorite artist. I love him. Uh, Grizzly Shark is what it's called. Issue 2 dropped this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And it is... It, is it exactly as it sounds? <laughs> it is a shark who manages to live in the woods. Oh. And <laughs> hey, he, you've caught my attention <laughs> yeah so he's there's basically all these campers and stuff who are just like hiking and you've got this shark who's just mowing down trees and uh there's in the first issue i think there was a super strong guy who um who punched the shark so hard it's bla- its brain blew up so i guess there's more grizzly sharks in this forest do they uh, roll down just, hills or do they walk on their back fins? They, run, they or? run on their fins. They, yeah, they're just, I don't know how they're doing it, but they are defying physics. Surfboarding it down. <laughs> they just slide but around on awesome. their bellies. It's just, yeah, it's just a lot of fun and it's so unexpected too. Um, he's writing and drawing it. Uh, the one thing I did notice about his art though, it's not its not to the caliber of his Invincible work. Mm. It's a lot. It's a lot less detailed, but... It's still got his style, like when the brains are exploding. Mm-hmm. It's Ryan Otley drawing brains exploding. Uh, it's really good. <laughs> he does it the which best. Which is, it's it's so weird. Like that's his thing. It's like Ryan Otley. Have you seen his his brain exploding drawings? They're really good. <laughs> yeah. No, they are. They are. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna do something to finish this off. Um, unless you guys have something you want to pitch in. Anything you read that was cool? Come on, y'all have got to have re- y'all read something this week. Well, I think we already posted all that in uh, earlier in the podcast. Man, that's true. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. But I'm going to toss out my recommended pickups of uh, the past two weeks. So 4001 AD from Valiant Comics, number one. There's this great title that started called Empress. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Mark Millar and Stuart Immonen, I think. It's already got picked up for a movie, so... You know, get the issues while you can because they're already going into second and third printings. What is it called um, again? Also, Empress. Empress. Yeah, it's a six or seven issue uh, limited series. Uh, there's also this great image series that started called Renato Jones and the One Percent. It's just really cool. It's like the Punisher but taking out uh, the One Percent. And of course, there's Punisher, the new series, which is just fantastic. It's got a lot of. Uh, a lot of violence. It's got a lot of promise as well. No, definitely. Great, co- yeah. great covers as well. I read through uh, it. And there was just, a lot of surprises in it. I'm telling you right now, yeah. it's something to pick up. 
Yeah, it's something. Yeah, it's going to be a special title, and yeah. hopefully, it doesn't get canceled. Mm-hmm. They probably it's want pretty it brutal. Issue. There is some like the first yeah. issue. It was just like wow. It's mm-hmm. got to be right on the verge of being a max title. Like that's right what it the, felt right like. I'm going to tell you that right now. It felt yeah. more like an image title than it did a Marvel title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to throw something else out there since you asked me. You know, this last Wednesday, uh, the fix number one from Image Comics went into second printing. You know, I did pick up, I did pick it up when it came out. You know, last month, I really enjoyed it. But not only is the second printing um, available now, but issue number two just came out this last Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. That's yes, right. Um, I highly recommend to all of our listeners give it a try. The fix is really good, and it's always fun to come on to the ground floor of a new image title. And speaking yeah. of ground floor, this last Wednesday, Think Tank Creative Destruction number two came out with a variant cover for that one as well. And as we all know, Matt Hawkins, brilliant writer, great guy. Check out our podcast with him as well, everybody. You're going to just love this his work. So that's another one also that just came out this week that you really need to check out. I got one more. Definitely. I got one more because we haven't really talked about the Marvel side of things. Uh, Thunderbolts just came wait, out. Wait, wait, wait. What, what's Marvel? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. What <laughs> on the Marvel, Marvel side of things? Um, Thunderbolts just came out, and yeah. I was kind of skeptical picking it up. But I mean, I picked it up, and the cover just looks like it's straight out of the '90s. Like it's directly following the Avengers standoff event. It's like a direct continuation, and um, it, it's interesting. It, it left me like thinking I was reading a late 90s comic book with the art and even the style of writing and stuff. And it was a little more gritty. Um, but it, even though it it was kind of confusing to me at some points, um, it left me wanting to read the second mm-hmm. issue still. Very cool. I mean, speaking of Marvel, I, I was actually surprised. There was a uh, quite a few second printings that came out this last week for Marvel as well. Uh, Black Panther number one went into second printing. Uh, what else? That I could see. Yep. Especially with the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what yeah. else was there? Was I'm trying to remember what? It, was something else that kind of it actually kind of surprised me. Uh, I can't think of off the top of my head now. Oh no, it was Doctor's it Doctor X-Men Strange anything, number six went into second printing as well. And I haven't read any of the Doctor Strange only because oh, it's good. I have only been, I've been oh, waiting for good. a build up. I've just been waiting to so I can have a nice run to go through. And when I saw that, oh my god, second printing. Okay, I must be missing something good. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I. I kind of space. I've been reading a lot of Doctor Strange, like older stuff and current. And one, it's all amazing. Uh, but two, the current run is phenomenal. It's a lot of fun. It's a really good read. Mm-hmm. Now, have any of you read from Marvel Empress number one? Yeah. How? Uh, I was just mentioning that. Okay. Yeah. And I know noticed that. This, on, no. Man. No. No. I mean, beside yourself, who all? Because oh, okay. um, number one also uh-huh. went into second printing this last Wednesday. I have not yeah. read it. They came out like two weeks ago, didn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here it, it's yeah. yeah. That's pretty. Quick. I mean, like I said, there's they're they're, they're making the movie already, so uh, it's not a surprise that they're already pumping the second printings mm-hmm. out and people are buying it up. Yeah. You know what I was surprised with is it was a few weeks ago we got a second printing of a extraordinary X Men. I think wow. it was like Extraordinary X-Men 6 or 7, and it was right before APOC Wars. And I was like, really? Why is this? Because I ended up going to my shop because I was missing my issue, and all they had left was second printings. And I was just like, there's a second printing? <laughs> uh, Jeez. Yeah. 
I was surprised. X-Men's going along fine. Uncanny X-Men, the newest one that just came out, a little confusing, though. I will say that. Um, even though I'm caught up completely on it, a little confusing right now. I'm hoping that it all ties together soon. But I think that they're about to start rebooting it because I think they're doing a new Uncanny X-Men one just for uh, Civil War. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. But uh, we'll see what I, happens. I think I'll wrap this up by recommending one more pickup uh, two weeks ago. The We Stand on Guard hardcover mm. came out, which collects. Yes, I saw it I too. Saw it it looks shop, really man. nice. It's a it's a beautiful looking book. Mm-hmm. I need to pick that up as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Speaking of pickups, and if you haven't read the series yet, perfect. Yeah, no, it really is. Speaking of pickups, right? It was funny because right next to it was the Walking Dead adult coloring book. Yeah, yes. and I, yeah, I saw that. too. I think I'm going to have to get mm-hmm. that one. It's a it's a thick Do looking it. book. Yeah. It looks like there's a lot of stuff yeah. to color in. Yeah, there. it does. The I Hate Fairyland mm-hmm. one looks yeah. cool, too. They need an Invincible one. That, I mean, yeah, they do. You can color the brains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just a brain medley. You can have green brains and pink brains and all kinds of brains. Beast, uh, what brains. is it, Battle Beast brains? <laughs> no, poor Battle Beast. <laughs> Ooh, one more real quick recommended pickup get image plus as well i'm usually not a huge magazine fan but i I just picked it up i looked at it and i had to get Mm -hmm. it if you're getting your pull list likely your shop will give it to you for free as well Mm -hmm. um it's 199 or free correct that's what it says on it so yes it's 199 or free if you buy the preview book um i have it my pull list now it is absolutely wonderful and the nice thing about it too is there is what is it the walking dead negan backstory which is only available in image plus so if you guys out there like walking dead you better pick up image plus because after a while once people start learning this you're not gonna be able to find it yeah it's got a ton of interviews and a ton of previews Mm -hmm. for upcoming image comics it's just it's perfect there's no reason not to buy it and what i like it's magazine style it's not comic book style it's a magazine It's just nice to hold in your it home. Is. But yeah. I'll check it out. Oh man, go as quick as you can once people find out. Yep. It's gone. But okay, I think uh I think that was nice. We got a lot of we covered a lot of what's been happening in comics recently. And we'll just have to keep building up the things to talk about. Until next time, this is Nova. time of the show we are going to discuss pros and cons and this week we're going to discuss the pros and cons of none other than dc's rebirth as a fan i think some of the pros of this is is one we're going back to original numbering for detective comics and action comics so all of us that have been collecting over the years can finally get you know issue 1000 when those finally come out which is exciting for a lot of us uh, some of the other things is that we're going to kind of go back to, from my understanding, I still haven't read the, the you know, the one shot still hasn't come out yet, but from my understanding, we're kind of going back to pre-New 52. Nova, is that how you understood it? 
It's a continuation of the new 52. Mm-hmm. It is going to be a continuation. Okay. Yeah. So they're going to be bringing in uh, new stories, new writers. We're getting new writers. We're getting Joshua Williamson on Flash. Okay. That is exciting. That is a definite pro for me when it comes to DC's Rebirth. Uh, from a retailer side, I was doing a lot of research on this, and it turns out a lot of the pros for them is, one, anytime a company, DC, Marvel, Image, whoever, does a big reboot like this, it's a huge boom in sales for them up front initially. Now, whether that trend continues six months down the road remains to be seen. And with the new 52, it didn't really hold up, and a lot of the sales kind of fell off which is part of the cons. A lot of the retailers are worried that it's going to be the same thing this go-around, is that they're going to be, boom, hitting them right off the bat. You know, their you know, sales are booming six months down the road. Are they still going to be that way? Chances of that happening? I don't know. I mean, you got some really good writers right now. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I hope not. I hope that it's good. Uh, I hope that it continues. I know Jeff Johns is pers- pro here. Jeff Johns has personally met with apparently every single writer um, and has discussed the next, what, three years, I think it was? Yeah. Yep. Two years, three years? Three. Of every book going forward. So that's a huge pro because they're wanting to set continuity and they're not wanting to, you know, they're wanting to make this canon. Reboot constantly. Yeah, exactly. So many number ones, exactly. right? Now, another con. You're going back to number ones again. So is your Scott Snyder Batman number one going to be worth anything as much as it was now? Probably not. As a matter of fact, con here, the price has been dropping. Mm-hmm. It used to be 150 Now you can pick it up for 85 I mean, the price is just continuously dropping, and it's probably going to drop even more so once these new Batmans come out. Uh, so might be time to sell. It's up to you. Uh, yep. but the, I got to tell you, I there. sold mine as soon as the announcement was made with Rebirth. I got 200 bucks for it. <laughs> Oh, I hate you. I wish I would have sold mine. Oh, I wow. have it, and I haven't sold it yet. I've been. I need to, yeah. just because it doesn't have sentimental value to me. Yeah. So, good news for you, though. Tap your what if yeah. them is going up. Is it really? I've been kind of keeping an eye on that. So th- that's yep. good. I saw nine point eight going for five hundred dollars the other day. But see, no people are actually paying. That's the thing. Yeah. I know, right? See, I, I see a number one also as a as a pro just for bringing more people in. It's hard to bring in someone like Rusty when he's got a Batman 43 coming out and he's in the middle of an arc. But yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of reboots, so that always always gets to me, especially with Marvel. God damn. It's like every year. I know Marvel's been the most guilty person of it lately, but um, it's interesting that we're seeing DC do it right now. I mean, I think of it as a good thing because there's some things that I can get into now if I find something appealing, you know? But at the same time, I'm like, are you just following in the footsteps of Marvel right now? Because Marvel's actually done really good with this latest reboot, well, you know? I mean, especially, I mean, are they trying to do it like Marvel's doing where they're going to start catering to the movies and the TV shows? Or is DC going to... I don't know. Here's the pro here for me. And that is Jeff Johns is the brainchild behind all of this. Uh, Jeff Johns is the one that's that's really going forth and he's the one writing the 84 page one shot and things like that so we'll see but i believe in jeff johns like jeff johns for president like you know i'm all about jeff johns so i i could i 
I have faith. I don't think that they're necessarily trying to follow Marvel. I think that what DC saw was, hey, we have a huge decline in sales. I mean, go ask any of your local retailers. They're going to tell you the exact same thing. They've seen a yeah. huge drop off in DC sales. Yeah. They know that. So from a company standpoint, we need to do something to change because obviously what we're doing is not working. So it's time to reinvent ourselves. And that's what they're doing. I don't feel like they're trying to follow anyone per se. Uh, However... Oh, go ahead. I'm going to say, you know, in conjunction with that, you know, they're actually for a company pretty smart with what they're doing. The most of the titles are going to now are now going to be twice a month. So before, Correct. you know, you're getting a title, let's say Batman once a month. Now you're going to be getting yeah. Batman twice a month. Now yeah. before you're paying for Batman, what three ninety nine? Now now they're dropping the price down to uh, two ninety nine. Everything's coming down a dollar. Which, if you actually look at it. You're actually going to be paying more a month because instead of getting one issue for four dollars, you're going to be getting now two issues for six dollars. So my question cool. is, you know, that's a pro and con in itself. Now, the, my question yeah. is, is is the number of pages going to be the same as we were getting before yeah. or we're going to be getting less yeah. pages that I no, want to know. It's still going to be 32 pages. Yeah, they've got two artists working on the book monthly. So the artist switches they alternate yeah. so we're gonna have two different artwork like styles yeah, and a lot book. of books are having two storylines going at the same time too that see that sounds like it it's gonna get confused that's but that's a that's a potential pro and con too we'll have to see how yeah. it plays out um like is it gonna be two different like universes? No. like is there gonna be a multiverse no. it could be thing, like past or? future or something you know or or they're just gonna stick with the one it, it different people are doing different yeah. things see and i see you know with this you know when with now having multiple titles with multiple issues per month coming out to me it just seems like this is a good time to actually be getting that stuff and reading it on comicology instead of actually getting everything into your pull list oh there's a bunch of local retailers that are hating us right now for saying uh, that. i know i just have to throw that out though <laughs> honestly because really now i'm going to be paying more money a month honestly to get my titles Yes, you are. But I can say you will love it. But then that's the thing. (laughs) You know, how many people are actually going to really see that at first? They're going to say, oh my gosh, I'm paying a dollar less for a title. Oh, and I get my favorite issue of Batman twice a month. Oh my God, this is awesome. People are going to see that. If it's good, if If it's it's good, good. people won't mind paying though. And that's what what they got to hope for. I personally added eight of the issues to my monthly pull list. So Mm -hmm. how long those stay on my monthly pull list remains to be seen. But Eight of them have been added, and we'll we'll see how it progresses. See, I won't there, put anything so. into my pull list until that one shot comes out, and that's uh, later this month. Is that correct, Nova? Correct. End yeah. of May. End Two of May. Weeks. I want to read that first to get myself a feel of what I may want to have. I went with the standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your Batman, your all-star Batman, mm-hmm. Detective Comics, Action Comics, uh, oh, Hellblazer. I'm excited about that one. And then The Flash. Do they have any like? Do they have like Green Lantern or anything? Green Lanterns, if I remember correctly, yeah. and then they're not focusing on. From my understanding, it's not going to be focusing on like Hal or Guy or Kyle or anybody like that or John Stewart. It's going to be focusing on the two new Lanterns that were introduced not too terribly long ago. Uh, okay, I remember reading something about that. I know what you're talking about. They need to bring Guy back, though. I, I want don't. Guy I don't back. like but, it. But, but there is Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern yeah, Corps. That's cool. Correct. 
Okay. But they're, they're just not going to okay. make the big so push. That's cool. I think they're trying to bring in new heroes to be the, the yeah. big push. Do we get our uh, favorite fishy friend? Of course. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Aquaman's nice. back. leading okay, the charge. Cool. Yeah. Now, here's a that's con also that I see with this rebirth. How many variants are we going to be seeing? See, I, don't I haven't seen any as much. So 500 okay. variants. I actually, I, I haven't seen any listed, but I'm sure there'll be. You know, a bunch. there will be. You know, you just know it. Hey, man, how many, how many did Star Wars number one have when it, when it came back now? I don't know, but <laughs> I'm going to tell record, you. Right? I think the all-time comic for the most variants right now still has to be Walking Dead number one. They're still making yes. variants, yes. right? They don't Holy stop. Crap. They don't Seriously? stop. <laughs> every new, yeah. every year, different cons throughout the different cities introduce a new one. So, like last year, I want to say there was probably, I want to say, 10 different number ones for 10 different uh, conventions throughout the country. That wow. is insane. It is insane. So, other than that, with the rebirth, the only thing that I want to throw out there, though, is maybe a pro con. You know, we all know that we were surprised to find Batman number one to skyrocket in value like it did. And you know, people are going to get try to say, oh my gosh, I want to get that Batman number one, you know, in this rebirth, and they're going to sign up for every title. Hoping to you know hit comic gold and get that pricey issue. It's going to be great for retailers. It's going to be great for the company. Sales are going to go up. Then once they find out that only one title may have gone up a price, if at all, I think sales are going to drop after the, after the first couple months. Hopefully they just we'll have entertaining stories. Because honestly, yeah. I think that's what fans want in the end. I don't think they necessarily care about the reboots or the rebirths or there anything. All we want. And I think I can speak for most is we just want engaging and entertaining stories. That's all we want. You know, if you can create a new character, make it entertaining. If you can bring back an old character, make it entertaining. That's fine. Just make entertaining stories. Okay. That's how we occupy our time. That's what we spend our money. We spend our money to be entertained, entertain us. Well, you know, the four of us, the four of us here will agree with that. All of us can agree with that. But how many people do you know that buy comics that never read them only because they think it's going to make money? Oh, that happens a lot. Yeah, that happens yeah. a lot. And that's, that that's a, a sad. But those people exclusively buy number ones no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they just, it doesn't matter whether it's Marvel. They just pick up the number one and that's it. They stop. They don't care what it is. It's a number one. And I think that's where it's going to hurt uh, But that's, that isn't really, I don't know. That's like, I don't know. That, that's not really, I don't know. I just don't know. We'll see. If you're a real comic fan, you're just going to read it. Retailers should know that as well by now. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I spoke to a couple and he was telling me all about it. How He has certain guys that they go on these websites and find out what's going to be the next big comic. And then they snatch up every first printing they can. Mm -hmm. And he's like, they'll order 20 issues of the same. He goes, you know, they don't read them. They just turn around and sell them on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, but teach their own, I guess. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. It happens, man. I got, okay. You can call me one of those people if you want. But I bought Spider-Verse number two, first printing. Not because I knew that it was a uh, Gwen issue, but because I was like, oh, well, let me check this out. And then I just put it to the side, never read the thing. A month later, it was worth boodles and oodles of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it happens. You get lucky. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. that's the case, then that's fine. But you're not hunting for, you know, the next big thing. True that. So. But yeah, so that's what I got for pros and cons this week. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and hit us up and let us know what your pros and cons of Rebirth are, especially when Rebirth comes out. We're all going to have our ear close to the ground, so be sure to let us know. And until then, thank you all for listening. 
And now it's time for the new comic book releases for Wednesday, May 18th, 2016. Starting off on Marvel, we have the all-new Wolverine number 8 at a cover price of $3.99. Way of the Shadow. What is the thing Laura Kinney is fears most? She truly the best at what she does? There's only one Wolverine. Or is there? We also have Astonishing Ant-Man, issue 8, with one variant cover being released at a cover price of $3.99. It's the superior foe of Ant-Man. Scott's weird new rogues gallery has a new job, thanks to the dastardly power broker and his hench app. Why is it so dastardly? It keeps crashing. We also have boom, 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 boom. Civil War 2, issue 0, with four variant covers being offered at a cover price of $4.99. From the creative team that brought you House of M and Siege comes a blistering first chapter of Marvel's new explosive event. Watch as the players are introduced and the table is set for a storyline that fans will be talking about for years. The question is, what will they be talking about? How bad it is in a typical Marvel arc? Or will it actually be something decent? We shall see. But we also get Deadpool Mercs for Money number four with three variant covers being offered at a cover price of $3.99. Ever want to see Deadpool and company on a long haul in a big rig? How about if it's driven by an immortal demonic trucker? I can hear your response. But I hope it was a yes because that happens in this issue. We're also going to be having Deadpool Last Days of Magic issue number one with two variant covers being offered at a cover price of $4.99. In the pages of Doctor Strange, the Emperor Cole are waging a war on magic with the global of wiping the fantastic from the pages of existence. That concerns Deadpool because some of his best friends are magic. As the Emperor Cole forces batter the defense of the monster metropolis ruled by the, his demonic wife, Deadpool wades into battle alongside his most spell-castingest friends. And you know the old saying, Nothing ever goes wrong in a war. That's the saying, right? Alright, next up we get Haunted Mansion, issue 3, with two variant covers being offered at a cover price of $3.99. Amidst the singing the joyful ghouls, Constance lurks as the Captain Evil plans materialize. Crypts creak and tombstones quake as dark forces from within the mansion are unleashed. Danny's fate hangs in the balance, but as a faithful truth comes to light, is there anyone he can trust? We'll also be getting International Iron Man, issue number three, with one variant cover being offered at a cover price of $3.99. As Tony's troubled past comes to the present, new villains and allies are introduced, and Tony itches ever closer to finding out the identity of his birth parents. A Civil War II log starts here. We also get Karnak, issue four, with one variant cover being offered at a cover price of $3.99. A death call has abducted an inhuman child and installed him as their messiah. Magister Karnak and the Tower of Wisdom, hired by the family to retrieve the boy, might be finding that the death cult members are not the bad guys. We'll also be getting Old Man Logan, issue number 6, at a cover price of $3.99. Nestled in a lonely corner of the northern reaches of Canada, the quiet town of Kilhorn Falls seems like the perfect place for Old Man Logan to retreat to make his peace with his new life in the present-day Marvel Universe. And check out on someone who will one day become very near and dear to him. But unbeknownst to Logan, the murderous cyber rivers were hot on his trail. Cut off from the rest of civilization, can Logan save the people of Kilhorn Falls? 
It's the ultimate cage match, and Logan's future is at stake. Wait, when is Logan's future not at stake? But, well, next up we get Power Man and Iron Fist, issue number four, with one variant cover being offered, with a cover price of $3.99. It's time to roll on, Royce. Former Heroes for Hire office manager Jenny Royce's resentment for Luke and Danny and her power from the stolen Super Soul Stone is reaching capacity. Time for an old school Big Apple grunge match. Might and Right versus Misguided Magic. Be like New York City. Don't sleep. Read this comic instead. Well, also beginning Scarlet, issue number nine, at a cover price of $3.95. From the award-winning team that brought you Daredevil and Spider-Woman comes another explosive chapter of one of the most controversial creator-owned comics being published today. Scarlet has declared war on a city that refuses to stop the corruption that is strangling it from within. And now she'll be forced to make her most dangerous move yet, letting them capture her. We also get Silver Surfer, issue number four, to cover price of $3.99. Massive fallout from the events of Silver Surfer's 50th anniversary issue. There is a price to pay for what Norn Rad has done. Some actions can never be taken back or forgiven. Will any of Earth's heroes stand by the Silver Surfer's side in this? His greatest moment of need. A mythic tale in the mighty Marvel Manor. Guest starring the Avengers, the Thing, and major characters from around the Marvel Universe. Next up, we have Spider-Man issue number four at a cover price of $3.99. Miles is just finding his feet in the all-new Marvel Universe. The media is growing obsessed with his skin color, and now he has to share his own book with a hot new mutant who goes by the name of... Wait for it. Wait for it. All this and the Queenpin of New York. The Black Cat has set her sights on the new Spider-Man. She has put out a hit on his head, and now no one is safe. Next up, we have Spider-Woman issue number 7, with two variant covers being offered at a cover price of $3.99. Spider-Woman part 7, what happened in the Marvel Universe during Jessica's time on Earth-65? What happened in her home? Who's that with her baby? Next up, Spidey number 6, at a cover price of $3.99. It's pumpkin bombs and razor bats galore, as Spidey squares off with his arch nemesis, the Green Goblin. We'll also be getting Squadron Supreme, issue number 7, at a cover price of $3.99. As the squadron gets closer to the answer, who is the cable and alien race on Earth, and what threat do they pose to the planet? Things get personal for Dr. Spectre as she confronts the man who helped destroy her universe and save her life, Black Bolt. Also, the squadron's Nighthawk versus the Nighthawk of the Marvel Universe. We also have Star-Lord, issue number 7, at a cover price of $3.99. No fighting on a mission, you guys. Star-Lord versus Star-Lady. Turns out working with your ex might not go super smooth. Who knew? Will Peter and Kitty be able to make it out of this mission alive? Who is more dangerous, their enemy or each other? Finally, for Marvel, we have Uncanny Avengers, issue number 9, at a cover price of $3.99. The man who fell to Earth starts now. Ultron is back, but this time Hank Pym is in control. Or is he? The taming of Ultron creates unexpected complications and divides the Unity Squad and Rogue meets Gambit. Now, let's turn our attentions to the DC side of the house, where we'll be offering Aquaman number 52 with the alternate variant being available for that at a cover price of $3.99. Aquaman faces old enemy Scavenger, who now has seriously upgraded armor tech. And if that wasn't bad enough, there's a third party in the fight. The raving and the vengeful dead water. 
Caught in the middle of this brutal free-for-all, Aquaman's world is about to be rocked. We'll also be getting Astro City number 35 at a cover price of $3.99. A spotlight on three generations of Jack in the Box, and the second Jack in the Box's son must decide whether to follow in the family footsteps or take another path. Also featuring the Trouble Boys, Mr. Drama, the Weirdies, and more. Next up, we'll have Clean Room issue number 8 at a cover price of $3.99. Shocking news comes from on high concerning the seemingly indestructible Astrid Mueller, and Chloe meets with Detective Avid Dimakos as they dig deeper into the deadly mysteries of the clean room. The second arc of this hit series starts with a bang! Next up, we got Dr. Fate in issue number 12 at a cover price of $2.99. The victorious Khaled returns to Brooklyn determined to get on his with his life. But that's easier said than done when you're a novice superhero juggling romance, homework, and the untold powers of Dr. Fate. Fortunately, help comes in the form of a man who might know something about it. Uncle Kent Nelson. Alright, next up is an issue that I think I'm going to enjoy, possibly. Future Quest, issue number one, with six variant covers being offered for that at a cover price of $3.99. When the adventurous and inquisitive Johnny Quest and his adoptive brother Haji make a startling discovery in the swamplands of Florida, they are pulled into an epic struggle between the Space Rangers and the dangerous villains who threaten the galaxy. Now it's up to the combined forces of Team Quest, International Security, Space Ghost, and a host of Hanna-Barbera's greatest action heroes to stop him and save the universe. We'll also be having Harley Quinn, issue number 28, with one variant cover being offered at a cover price of $3.99. The improbable Red Tool is coming after Harley, but is this a personal vendetta? And more important, what can she do to stop him when she seems to shrug off everything she throws in his path? We'll also be getting Injustice Gods Among Us Year 5, issue number 10, at a cover price of $2.99. Lex Luthor is determined to destroy Bizarro before Superman figures out that Lex created the mysterious super monster in the first place. But he needs an equal powerful being to carry out the deed and turn to none other than Doomsday. We'll also be getting Legion of Wonder Woman, issue number 6 at a cover price of $3.99. Followed by Loose Fur, issue number six, at a cover price of $3.99. Rosemary's just an average American co-ed bringing her boyfriend home from college to meet her parents, who happen to be Saintness. The second act of Holly Blank's critically acclaimed divine family drama starts here. We'll also be getting Martian Manhunter, issue number 12, at a cover price of $2.99. With a living Mars and Earth only minutes away from an apocalyptic collision, this epic story of John John's takes a shocking turn that will change the course of the Manhunter's life forever. Next up, we have Poison Ivy, Cycle of Life and Death, issue number 5, at a cover price of $2.99. Trouble is brewing, and Poison Ivy's sporlings discover their powers and spread their wings, causing mayhem across Gotham City. Plus, a murder mastermind is revealed in this chapter of life and death. Next up, we have Red Thorn, issue number 7, at a cover price of $3.99. Come with us! We visit the Glasgow of 1991, where you'll find a few familiar faces and some of the answers you've been searching for these past six months. We'll also have Robin, Son of Batman, issue number 12, at a cover price of $3.99. Robin, Batman, and Tally Al Ghul team up with a... on a dinosaur island. But can Damien's dreams of his family finally come together, surviving the rising power... That's coming. Next, we have Sinestro issue number 23 at a cover price of $2.99. And may I say, out of all the covers I've seen coming out, this is the best looking cover I see this week. 
Next we have Superman American Alien number 7 with one variant cover at a price of $3.99. After a massive explosion rocks down Metropolis, Clark finds himself face-to-face with a white-skinned alien riding a flying motorcycle, and the eyes of the world are all in the so-called Superman. When Clark's attempt to reason fails, and the bounty hunter reveals some unpleasant truths about Clark's own alien origin, a brutal showdown begins. Next up, we have Super Wonder Woman, issue number 29. We had a cover price of $3.99. All right, and then in this chapter of the Super League, when all the superheroes have fallen, it's Supergirl to the rescue. But can Kara and Wonder Woman stop a villain who want to end Clark's hope for future Supermen? Next, we get Titans Hunt, issue number 8, a cover price of $3.99. Can the Titans become a team again and defeat the darkness that surrounds them? Or has the grotesque Mr. Twist got them too tightly in his grasp? The hunt is about to end, and Twist is going for the kill. And to wrap it up on the, for DC Comics, we have Wonder Woman, issue number 52, at a cover price of $3.99. All right, these true motives are revealed, and Wonder Woman's dream of a happy ending is called into question by the Amazon warrior herself. All right, let's go ahead and move on over to Action Lab Entertainment. Why not? We get Action Verse issue number six at a price of $3.99, and we have the alternate cover B available for $4.99. Next up, we also have Princeless Make Yourself issue number two. This is issue two of five at a cover price of $3.99 with the variant cover B being available for $4.99. And my personal favorite, we have Image Comics. We're beginning Beauty number seven, covers A and B, both at a price of $3.99. We have Black Road number one, second premium variant cover for $3.99. Black Road number two for $3.99. Citizen Jack number six, covers A and B, both at $3.99. Drifter, issue number 11. Covers A and B, both at priced at $3.50. Manifest Destiny, issue number 19. Covers A and B, both being offered at $2.99. Mirror, number 4, for $2.99. Snowfall, number 4, for $3.99. And Spawn, issue 263, at a cover price of $2.99. All right. And that is a, with a new story arc of demons. Gone. Angels. Dead. Our hell spawn, now human with new powers. And to wrap it up, my personal favorite comic book in the universe, Invincible, issue 128. None other than written by Robert Kirkman. And Alan, the alien, is under attack. Has Mark's absence put all of his friends and family in danger? Will he be able to put things right before it's too late? All right, everyone, that wraps up the new releases for May 18th, 2016. Be sure to check them out. All right, everyone, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Four Guys in a Comic. We want to thank you again, Matt Nelson, for being on the show, giving us an interview. Always a pleasure talking to you. Go Be sure to go get your comics graded at CGC, and they won't disappoint. Also, be sure to go to our Facebook page and give us a like on there. You can get updates about the show. You can get reviews almost every single day of the week from our writers. Give them a like. Give them a comment. Tell them they're doing a good job because they're all doing this for free. And, you know, they need the props. They need to be told that they're doing well. And they are, in fact, doing a good job. 
And going from there, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the number four guys in a comic. You never know when we're going to be doing contests, giveaways, polling. You never know. So go on, follow us. Also, hit us up on Instagram. Spelled out the number four, underscore guys, underscore and underscore, uh, underscore comic. We always post a lot of fun pictures, things about our collection, funny things we see, etc. So be sure to follow us on there as well. And if you haven't run out of data by then, be sure to go to our website, fourguysinacomic.com. We've got brand new added recently, an entire archive of our past podcasts. That's right, all 250 plus issues of Volume 1 that we are all actively listening to with the Battle of the Geeks contest you should join into. We've also got a list of the people we've interviewed right underneath a beautiful montage made by me. Um, just going to be humble with that. And we've also got a list of our sponsors that will link you directly to their pages where you can check out uh, local or non-local comic stores and, of course, Con TV. You know, speaking of contest, Nova, I, uh, just a reminder to all of our listeners out there that TAP currently is in the lead with four points. Woo! Hey, guys, just remember... Hashtag Team Rusty, okay? And don't forget... That's all yep, you need. And, but no, don't forget to tune in next week with a brand new contest. We'll see who takes the lead. Will Tap maintain control or not? Oh, of course. Will one of these guys actually get the five points added or taken away from them from the current contest? Speaking of contest, don't forget to check out the current contest we also have. Leave a picture of your best cosplay costume. Send that over by Twitter. Send that over by Facebook. Send that over however you want. Let us see your best cosplay costume because who knows? Maybe we'll see Tap, Rusty, or Nova in cosplay. Hmm. We shall see. But until then, Hell Hydra. Excelsior! Hashtag Team Rusty! You stay classy, Internet. Hashtag Team Nova. Power is yours. Hashtag forget all those other guys. Team Tap.